So yeah, I I got offered hard drugs at half six this morning. I saw your thing. I don't. So I was I was walking to the station. I was in Aberdeen. I was walking to the station, and like seven a.m. train, and just this grimy looking dude walks up to us and goes like, "I'm not going to try and do a Ned accent, but you know what I'm getting at." Yeah. Um. Says like, "Oh mate, you into the? Uh, are you into speed or anything like that?" And there was this weird moment where, like, there's literally the words out of his mouth. And there was a part of me, like... Are speed or anything like or that? Or anything like that. And, like, of course, like the major part of me goes, no. Like, I kind of laughed a bit and went, yeah, yeah. no. But there's a little, little part of me at the back of my head going, like, what if I said yes? Like, this is, this is, this is a research... <laughs> you know what would happen if you said yes. But this is a research point that I can do here, right? This is... Not really... You know what happens. That's not really research. Like, if you know the outcome. But the only research is like how much, like, and then, oh, like you want to know how much speed goes for. Yeah, and then, at which point, police officers will descend from roofs yeah, and will like come out of windows and yeah, out of the ground. And exactly. So yeah, I decided not to. Deal. So I didn't get far enough into negotiations to know. <laughs> negotiations. <laughs> but judging by the look of this guy, probably not the best deal. That guy probably likes some speed. He had like three teeth. Yeah, his entire okay. mouth. Probably, probably really likes his feet. Then. It is the 12th of January, 2016, the big 216. Yeah. My name is that's Ian. Not, no, that's not what you say. <laughs> it is? You can't say that. So what is it you say then? The big 216. Well, that's too try, many numbers for the big. You try and be snappy with 2016. The 2K16. Yeah, okay, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> you should, My you name's know, Callum, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're Callum. You should start yeah. naming sports games. You get a knack for this. Uh, you just put Storm at the end of the sport. And then a number, any number doesn't even need to be the year. Beast so like it would be Ma- baseball Madden, storm Madden, seven. Yeah, Madden football storm two thousand eight is. But then it just sounds like a Naruto game. Yeah, that's the surprise. <laughs> Listen, is that they... actually every 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 player on the Madden pitch is actually? Uh, I was going to say Shiragami. Is that a thing in I Naruto? Shinigami. No. Shinigami. No. That's, no. I think it's Shiragami. If they, if, if they did basketball with Naruto moves, I'd be And then that. it's just Space Jam. No. Because, <laughs> like, the you know monsters what? the monsters were basically ninjas. Basically? Except for that one guy with a cannon in his chest. What? You remember that bit in Space Jam, in the big final oh, scene? I thought you were talking about... The big purple dude with a cannon in his chest. I thought or... you were talking about Naruto. Oh, I don't know shit about Naruto. Yeah, me neither. I know fuck I don't fuck tons about you'd, Space you'd, Jam. You've watched but... Space Jam more than any human being actually should watch Space Jam, and it's Probably. terrifying. It really yeah. is. Probably. What's the name it's of the Reddit? Mainly... What? What's the name of the Reddit that's got all the remixes of the theme? Oh, there's a Reddit for that? I don't know. Oh, God, yeah. I see... I... The Reddit for me is just our... Uh gaming society chat because 90% of that is us flying um, Space Jam remixes backwards and forwards oh there we go so it's, it's reddit r slash come on and slam 
is that Reddit, sounds accurate yeah which is just listening the top five are one dunk man quad city djs versus masito nakamura quad city djs versus some other japanese person well i am britney spears versus quad city djs sure quad city djs versus mario and luigi there you go yeah there's a lot of them quad city djs versus sonic is really good Quad City DJs versus Super Smash Brothers is really good. Mary Poppins versus Quad City DJs. Okay, we need to stop this, otherwise we're just going to keep going. <laughs> <I'd> rec- <laughs> and it says, I'd recommend muting Mary Poppins to the full effect. Like, <laughs> so that you're just listening to the theme song. You're just listening to Space Jam at that point. Basically. Um, so yeah, it's 2016. Yep. Happy, happy New Year. I haven't actually said that to you in, in voice yet. Only oh yeah, over text. I guess. Happy, we did it over text. <laughs> yes. But. Because you were being an old man and staying alone. Not alone, but... I wasn't alone. Like, I was inside. Staying inside. As opposed to you who were being young and hip and what, getting drunk somewhere? Yeah, it was a house party. Fair enough. It'll wear off eventually. I'm sure. <laughs> up until, uh, if I wear off, you mean my liver will die? Yeah, probably. But Yeah, that'll probably hit you right first. Right up until now, I'll be fine. Mm. I'm okay for now. For now. Give it time. Give it time. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a new year. It's new games coming out. And I spent are, the last. Are that, no, what? No, they're not. Well, I spent the, the last. New games. I spent the last four weeks playing games I missed in 2015. So. Oh, that's not new games. That's... No, there's no new games. Well, not for another two weeks. There aren't new games. I think two weeks is when it starts. Uh, yeah, two weeks is when it starts. Is when the big one hits. Three of them hit in one week for me. Oh, oh yeah, you've got you've got three in one week, and I've got I've got one in one week, which is this week, and then a break, and then the start of February. Um, I can't remember what my third one is on the, the week of the 25th. Oh, I've got no idea. Anyway, um, so the stuff I've been playing. Um, yeah, so I video finished, games. Yeah, I finished Soma. Did I say I'd started yes, playing Soma? Yeah, you did. I did. I finished Soma. Yeah. It's a you, fucking... thought, you said you started playing it and you had problems with it because of the monster design, which is the same problem that everybody has. Yeah, it's, there's. I mean, I, I said it badly when they said there was maybe a little bit too much game in that game. Like, the monster yeah. the monster hiding is not fun. Um, no. They are trying not. to... They are trying to be amnesia too much with that thing. Um, if I if they read, just if they just had like a cool walking around game in that universe, it would be because that story is incredible. But yeah, and there's a there's a, so actually I think it was last week somebody put out a mod for the PC version that makes all the monsters ignore you, and it's way creepier. Oh, they just, okay, sure. Because they just wander about muttering to themselves, which is yeah. much much. And you can just walk past them. And mm. um, yeah, that game's fantastic. Um, the story of that is. It's fascinating. It really is. Like I still got, I still got a slight problem with the fact that the main character is a little bit too carefree about what's going on around him. Mm-hmm. If you see sure. what I mean, like he's still. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. He, he freaks out a lot towards the end of that game. Well, towards the end, yeah, totally. But yeah. like, while shit is happening first, around first, him, yeah. Um, the, the first few hours of that game were all the like stuff happens to him and he just kind of goes okay and just goes on and does stuff it's yeah and it does it feels like he should have freaked out then slightly more than towards the end but i, I don't know um and also fantastic ending i think they kind of mm-hmm. ruined it slightly but with the post credits thing like they should have just left it yeah sure it was, yeah I think. that's understandable um but yeah that is a solid game and i i will never play amnesia but that game is totally not a horror game, really. No, Amnesia is a lot more of a horror game than Soma is. Soma is, is more... Uh, the story and setting of Soma is more important I mean, than the horror. It's dark and super atmospheric and yeah. creepy, but it's not <laughs> scary in the same way Amnesia is, so don't no, let... It's, def- it's more scary in the sense of, 
oh god humanity more yeah, than yeah it's it's a lot more psychological than anything else yeah. and um don't let the fact that it's frictional put you off they it's a cracking cracking game it really is oh yeah very very pleased with what it came out it's um, right cracking <laughs> yeah i don't know why if i said that use phrases like that i've never know, heard you use the phrase cracking i've, I've never used that phrase before either i don't know what's happened new year new phrases you know god no I'm increasing my vocabulary Let's not start using the phrase cracking. No, let's not, please. Um, I will say the PlayStation 4 version that I was playing um, does not run very well. It has yes, some I've real performance problems um, and some load time issues as well. But 90% of the time, it's totally fine. Um, yeah, really, really good game. Very pleased with that. Um, and then I spent a bunch of money on the Steam winter mm-hmm. sale. Um so I bought Big Pharma, which is a game I'd heard a lot about in the middle of last yes. year, which is, I thought it was originally going to be like a theme hospital style game, and I was a big no. fan of that. No. Nothing, totally not at all that like that. A lot uh, more strict and stringent. It's it's kind of like Space Chem, which I really, really liked. Yeah. Um, it's about kind of inputs and logic and outputs. In a weird, but you're making drugs as opposed to like making yeah, elements. And there's elements of like uh, efficiency and yeah, cost so, management. And so I'm just working my way through the like the quote unquote campaign right now, which is yeah. not re- there's no story. It's just like a bunch of increasingly difficult missions with different kind of win conditions. Um, so it'll be stuff like uh, produce uh, within four years cure 500 people of anxiety, whatever it is. So basically, the way the game works is you get you start with kind of like a factory or like a, a lab floor plan and a couple of sockets in the wall, which can either be inputs or outputs. And you get ingredients, raw ingredients in, raw drug ingredients in, and then you kind of lay out a series of conveyor belts or machines to kind of process them in specific ways to get a drug effect that will that you want so that you can then package and ship back out again. And then like as you get the, the kind of higher tier... Um, the higher tier cures or the higher tier mm-hmm. effects, and um, it becomes slightly more difficult. Where to get into the the area where the 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 positive effect kicks in, you also get a bunch of negative effects as well. So you either need to, yeah, you know, it it tells you a lot about drug development where you're managing you actually being able to cure the thing that you're trying to cure against minimizing side effects while yeah. also trying to keep it cost efficient like there's a really like there's a moment in one of the missions where i was like i my goal in this game my goal in this level is to cure 300 people with anxiety and the problem was the anxiety med- medication i was putting out was the correct strength and was really effective but it also yeah. made people hallucinate yeah that's what you're a like lot of people talk about and i'm yeah. like it's working and it's doing the job but also a bunch of people are seeing Do you not feel really stuff. bad yeah and there's a little bit of uh, kind of ethical kind of huh Maybe this is not as easy as I thought. Um, but then the, as you get on, you get slightly more... Um, you get so better. A story I heard of a guy who was trying to make an acid reflux tablet. Yes, that's And he made a really successful acid reflux tablet, but it made everybody who took it shit themselves. Yeah. That, um, I was like, that sounds awful. That's just, um, and you get, the really bad ones. you get the really bad ones where some of them, like in order to be able to... to so each of the, the raw ingredients you get in has like... They usually have like one positive effect and one negative effect. And there's like a scale, which is the concentration of the ingredient. And like each of the effects have got like a zone in which like if it's within this concentration, this thing is is active. So if you can get like the positive thing active and the negative thing yeah, not active... Like- 
efficacy and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the problem is, you end up with like to to upgrade that ingredient or to evolve the the effects on it, you need to start combining it with other ingredients. And like there was one where like the catalyst I needed to make it go to the level three comes from an ingredient that has three negative effects. So you need to like combine them, shake the ingredients around to get them in the right order, and then start pulling them out again. Like it, you end up with this huge, complicated churn of machinery. Yeah, and it's all this... just about like managing uh, assembly lines and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and as like well. any time while your ingredients are flowing through your factory, you can click on it and see how much profit you're currently making from it. So it starts with like you're making negative profit because you've just bought the ingredient, and then every process you go through increases their value. Or decreases their value. But if you just run it through a machine that doesn't actually add any value, you just get less and less and less. So you have to yeah. kind of work. So like I was producing this awesome level three jug, but the processes I was using to make it were so expensive that I wasn't making any money on it. So I had yeah. to just not do it and rework myself. It's super cool. It's that sounds terrifying. It's, it sounds like it'll turn you into an actual human monster. Yeah, like you you start making cost benefit analysis on like, do people really need like STD medication? Really? How much do people care about their colons, really, yeah, really at the end of the like, day? You don't actually need one. Um, yeah. and, they, and, like, they, they, they kind of randomly generate names for, your, for your, the drugs you make. You can name them whatever you want, but they randomly generate names. And it's like, yeah, like the acid reflux one is like, oh, it's like no barf or something like that. Like it's, yeah, no barf. It's, like, they just they make stuff up. Um, it's a very, very cool game. Um, if you, like, kind of... If you like things like Space Cam or Infinifactory or that kind of kind of assembly line simulator, yeah, which is a weird thing to say, but it's actually super yeah. fun. Like I, I, because when I've got like all my my Steam Christmas stuff, I was like, I'll play a bit of Big Pharma just to see what it is, and then I'll get into the stuff I actually want to play. And I played it for like four hours straight. Like it was, yeah, it's really, really it's fun. appealing to that center of your brain that you have where you like just making things and seeing things that are I like, being made. I, I do like assembly built. lines and I like yeah. steps and processes and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. Cool. Fucking programmers. Yeah, I know. Um, but speaking of programmers, um, we also got Hacknet, which is something we. Oh fuck dropped. yeah, Hacknet! Hacknet is a really cool game. Um, Ooh, in fact, we'll, we'll save that because we'll save that for a bit because we both played that one. Yeah. Um, I got the Magic Circle. Which? Oh yeah, is, the weird programming game. Yeah, so it's a game about. Um, the, the kind of story is that there's a guy, uh, this single single developer, basically Richard Garriott, basically. That Has he been of, in space? Nope, not quite Has he made yet. failing MMOs? Yes, that's the point. Okay. Um, so, like, he released his first game, which was, like, a text adventure that was, like, like Discworld, J.R.R. Tolkien levels of, like, respected. Sure. Um, and then he wants to, he's trying to make his follow-up, and he's been trying to make this follow-up for, like, 20 years or something like that. Um, and you hack into the game to see how it's getting built, and it's just a complete mess. Um, like the graphics aren't there. There's there's uh, placeholder art everywhere. There's effects that don't work. Conversations have like dummy text in them and all this kind of stuff. It's a complete shambles. Um, and the developers are kind of flying around in a kind of god mode as these kind of giant tech-looking eye things. Oh, yeah, I've seen shots of this before. Yeah. It's a really weird-looking game. It's bizarre. So there's a... a game fucking You've talked go- about it before as well, haven't you? You've, like, I, I, you know, played it before. No, I've, I've never... I've, I've watched it. I've seen bits oh, okay. of it, but I, I've never actually played it. 
that game fucking goes places. Like, you don't expect it to, but there's like, there's very much two halves of that game. I think I'm almost finished, unless it takes another right turn. But yeah. I think, but basically the first half of the game is kind of more of a game where it very quickly set, sets up, like, this is your end goal for this whole game. Like, this is the thing you need to do. And here's this world that's kind of falling apart. And you need to get stuff in this world that'll let you do this final goal. And basically what it is, is there's a bunch of uh, uh, creatures that roam this kind of land and they're kind of all a little bit broken and or their AI is a bit weird or something like that. Um, and basically since you've hacked in, you've got this power to be able to like stop them or like ed- freeze them and edit them. So you hit yeah. edit and it goes in and it's got a bunch of uh, text which is like, my name is Thingy, whatever, I travel over... And then, like, ground, flying, hover, I attack with melee, flame, laser beams, that sure. kind of stuff. And basically what you do is you harvest those verbs, or those nouns, sorry, from the creatures. So, like, you steal, like, laser beams off one creature, and you steal fly off another creature, and then you grab another creature and put them on in a specific way, and then you say that you're actually friendly, and the enemy is this other thing, and you do all yeah. this kind of stuff. It's like that, um, what was that game, Hack and Slash? Is that the game I'm thinking of? Yes, it's got bits of hack and slash in it as well. Um, So you very very early on know what your aim is, and they're very explicit about what your aim is. And then you finally get there after like a couple hours of... And it's quite good. Like there's no real guidance. They just kind of let you go. And there's a bunch of question marks on the map that you kind of investigate and eventually kind of work out. You get all these bits and you eventually work out what you've got to do. And then once you do it, and the game just fucking right turns and goes into places somewhere else yeah you never expected it to go so is it worth playing then if it does like a weird diversion thing yeah so i should play it it's kind of there's bits of like it's actually got like an actual game part of it like there's puzzle solving part of it yeah and then there's bits in there of like kind of the problem is i can't tell like when you've got when you've got some like i keep harping on about this game you're talking about something like the beginner's gate that is a very serious thing they're trying to do with that like that yeah. is a message, and they're they are trying to get this message across. I can't tell because there's elements of like, the, like you've got a creator that's been making this thing for twenty years, and people are trying to take it over or have their own influence on it, and it's very much his project and his artistic vision and all this kind of stuff. There's elements of that in there, but I don't know if they're playing. I can't tell if they're playing it for laughs or if they're kind of. There's a monologue at a point in that game where you're like, I can't tell if this is because it's funny or because this is actually something they're trying to get across. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's well worth having a look at. Like, it's not... At least I the will fir- check the fir- that thing out. The first chunk of it is, like, maybe a, an hour or two hours long once you work out what you have to do. And, yeah. But there's a couple of really cool surprises in there. You kind of turn corners and you go, oh, oh, okay, right, sure, okay. Um, and you kind of work it from there. But it's very, very cool. Um, I'll tell yeah. You. Have a look. I think it's still like twelve pound on Steam or something like that. It's I can cool. just we're sharing accounts. <laughs> and also, that. Steal it off of you. Uh, we're not stealing accounts. We're doing the family thing. Yeah, the family sharing. So we're not. Yeah, so we're not circumventing any eulas or anything. It's all like that. perfectly legal. What we're doing it is it's yes. Fine. Um, yeah, and there's like it's very much they don't do a very good job of like creating fake instances of real things. Like they talk about the E4 conference. And ah. they talk about uh, what was the other big one? They were very, very explicit about. I can't remember. I think there's like a Call of Duty thing in there that's like quite obviously Call of Duty and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's well worth having a look at if you're kind of interested in that thing. And there's actually, I, 
it feels really bad saying this, but there's actually some game behind it if that's the thing that stops you from playing this kind of thing. There is, a game. Like, there is actual kind of puzzle solving and a proper a proper game behind it. Yeah. Um if you need that kind of thing. Um I also played the PS4 version of Amplitude finally came out, the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah, the thing that's taken forever to come out. Yeah. Well it hasn't it kinda has, it's, actually. It's well, like two years like, or something like that. It was only like a year, like it only got announced last year that hey we're doing this thing and then it got kickstarted and then it kinda came out in January. Okay. You should, but have they not been trying to do it for ages or something like, like that? Like people have been wanting one for god knows how sure. long, but um, yeah. it finally came out. Um, it's Amplitude. It's exactly what you want. Yeah, that's what I saw. It just looked um, a lot like Amplitude. The the selection of music they've got, because obviously they've not got the same kind of clout to do the kind of licensed music that they had in the PS2 game. Um, so there's no like no doubt or or all that kind of stuff in there. Karashi. Yeah, Karashi. I'm a uh, Jedi Knight on the dark side. <laughs> God, I fucking love that song. It's fucking lyric. <laughs> and I can't tell if I genuinely like it or like it because it's hilarious. No, I, I went back and listened to it, and it's like. It's all right. It's kind of garbage. It's all right. It's kind of garbage. I think we behind. like it more because it really works well with that amplitude demo that we had. Yeah, yeah totally. The one that we played over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's more amplitude. Really, they've got it's rather than it being in a in a kind of uh, tube now. It's flat laid out flat. Yeah. So you have to kind of keep an eye on all that kind of stuff. Um, it's it looks, mostly handwritten songs as well, right? So like, there's a bunch of them that are. I, like internal harmonics songs and there's a bunch of them that have taken from other game composers so Danny yeah. E is on there uh, Guthrie's there Guthrie's there who's the other one there's somebody else as well um, somebody else whose no. name you would know I can't quite remember but yes there's there's a whole bunch of stuff in there and the music's pretty good like it, it gets what you want um, yeah it's it's more amplitude and it's like twelve pound or something like that. So if that's your if that's your thing, I will. I'll see what they, if they like release cool DLC packs, then I'll maybe jump well, into. It ain't coming out for PC, so. Oh well, I'm fucked. Then, well, I don't I think know. it is anyway because I think I don't see. I don't see why they would. Yeah, I don't I see why they had the hand in it. So well, no, like that kind of stuff has appeared on PC at some point, but and also it's a kick. I don't know. I think it might be coming to PC later, but right now it's PS4 only. So, sure. Yeah, it's cool. Um. Yeah. So the thing we both played was Hacknet. Which is a yeah, awesome thing. again. Love me some Hackman. So this is uplink, but upgraded. If I was, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fake hacking simulator. It's a Hollywood hacking simulator. Hollywood hacking is a good way of putting it. Yeah, you um, you you start out just as like learning how to hack, and then you get involved in various like hacker groups, and <laughs> then you meet famous hackers in air quotations that send you to do other stuff and. Basically, it's it's just like this really cool methodical puzzle kind of game. It's a lot more. It's a lot more handcrafted than Uplink was. Like Uplink would randomly generate missions or procedurally yeah. generate missions. This this like, is a very A to B style. This feels like all of those missions are, or most of those missions are like we've set up an intricate puzzle for you to do and yes, yeah. and solve it with the tools that we've given you. Yeah, and it's really and it's got like the stupid like hacking visualizations that happen oh, that's when you run tools. Oh, that's it's awesome. It's really fun. When you like go to a, a server and you have to get past what is it, the SSHs? I don't even know what they are. Yes, SSH. Like, there's, yes. there's some SSH thing and it, you you pull up your special uh program and it just visualizes it by this like spinning 3D uh wireframe like rhombus thing. Yeah. It just starts spinning that and it's like, yeah, that's some hacking going on right there. 
I really, I'm sure that's what's going on. <laughs> I really appreciated how quickly they kind of throw you in the deep end. Where so like very quickly after you start the game, they kind of send you on a mission to say, "Hey, this guy stole a bunch of stuff from us. Can you go and wipe his machine?" And you've been doing this like five or six times at this point, so you know what you're doing. So you go into his machine and nuke everything. And then the guy whose computer you're, you're destroying emails you and says, "What the fuck are you doing?" This is yeah. nah, you're not you I'm not letting you get away with this and then he hacks into your machine yeah. causes your machine to blue screen in a very convincing blue screen. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very yeah. And then your your quote unquote machine reboots and he's destroyed your your graphical user interface and you're just left with literally just a command line. Like it's I the, love running stuff off command lines. It's so so I, much- like so as somebody who doesn't do that very often, like how did you get on with the command, like the pure command line portion of that without the visual? Without the it's visuals? fine. Yeah, like if you it, again, it's just like if you understand what you're typing and what you're looking at, then it's not that difficult. Mm. It's same yeah. sort of thing. Of like, of like any time anyone says to me, "Oh, you're really good with computers," it's like, no, I'm not that good. It's just I understand what to look for. It's not yeah. if you understand where you're, what you're supposed to be looking for and where to do it, then it's really easy to understand. Mm. It's it's yeah it's it, it's a it's a different kind of well it's the same concept as Uplink but it, they've gone different directions with it like I'm not expecting to do like the weird land hacking that was in that that was kind of my favorite yeah part of there's some bizarre shit in there um and but it's, like, it's also it's also trapped in like this they they throw a bunch of the uh, like perturbator carpenter brute style music at it so it sounds like you're every hacker in every 80s 90s movie oh the music looks like that as well like they work really well together to get this kind of sense of you're in the 80s doing some big hack on some corporation for like a super cop man or whatever yeah it's totally that kind of it's hollywood hacking it's It's great it's It's so great it's really good it gets it gets over what it's trying to do very very well um, yeah, and that's pretty cheap as well. I seem to remember. Yeah, should go um, play high now. Yes. Great. Um, but yeah, that was me. What have you been been doing? Yeah. Uh, so I also bought a bunch of shit on uh, Steam sale because I could. Uh, so I'm gonna go through that lens, the list. Uh, I bought Downwell. Oh, did you? Uh, okay. Yeah, because I keep hearing people talk about it, and yes, want to play it. It's it's hard to say that what that game is, except for you go down a well. Yeah, um, you get you go down well and shoot bullets at your feet. Yeah, so you go down a you go down a well and you have to survive as long as you can uh, with two jumps and gun feet. Yep, that you can fire bullets with to destroy enemies, but you can also jump on the enemies' heads to reset your jumps. So it becomes this really weird puzzle of trying to stay in the air long enough to keep your combo going. Sure. So you need to learn how to like bounce off guys and use the number of jumps and the number of bullets in your gun to get over to where you need to be next and all that sure. sort of stuff. This is an interesting kind of like um, mechanical puzzle style thing, which I quite like. Sure. And it, it sounds really nice and it's all like really low-fi graphics. It's and, like old Game Boy, but not with the colours, right? Yeah, it's just complete black and white. You can change it to have colour in it, but it's sure. normally just like complete black and white. I've got a portrait monitor as one of my monitors and I'm interested in playing it on that yeah that, it probably worked really well on a portrait yeah. style monitor but yeah Downwell's, Downwell's cool uh, I'll I'll go back to that every so often because it's a really fast game like runs are over in sure, like a couple like of minutes sure you have like a couple of shots and then move yeah. on yeah um, I bought Rocket League which you've already talked about oh, uh, yeah. because I keep hearing so much hype on the internet about people playing Rocket League and seeing it's the best thing ever so I just went and 
my internet sensei messaged me and said, like, if you tried Rocket League, you should buy Rocket League. So I bought Rocket League and then played with him. And yeah, that game's fun as shit. Yeah, that game's good. real good. Game is uh, really good. And I can see why people. I can see why people would want to watch it as an esport because it's like because it's literally football, it's right? literally just football, but it's way more interesting because you've got flying cars. Yeah, like it was um, like if it was like a football had footballsmen had jetpacks on. Really, that'd be great. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's exactly. what it's like it's great. And it's a bit, and you can obviously see there's like skill to it, and there are techniques and oh God, yeah. things you can do. So it's yeah, it's a really really fun game. I'll, yep. I, I I jump on that every so often with him, and sure. we play a few rounds. Sure. Um, about Satellite Rain. Oh so this yes, is, this was a weird one. So Satellite Rain is if you ever played the game Syndicate in the nineties, not the shooter from two thousand ten or whatever that was. Uh, really small scale like tact- action, real time tactical game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Satellite Rain is basically that again but like updated for the modern era so it looks like super nice and it's all set in a dystopian future where your group is like outside hackers trying to go against the big mega corporation sure. in, this case, the big, in this case the big mega corporation are people who invented uh, something called res tech which lets you have infinite copies of yourself so when you die you come back to life or you res if you don't huh. do so you come back to life, so you're going against them because they now control basically this massive city and have their own private military and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, for a start, it looks really cool. Okay. Dystopian futures look awesome because it's they always big, big neon, rain, dark streets, robots. <laughs> it's great. It looks like Brave this, Blade Runner. This, it's awesome. Does this one have an explanation as to why it's permanently nighttime? Uh, because it's a dystopian future. You so no, uh, right, got you. Okay. It's all. Why is it always raining as well? Who knows? Well, because well, it's acid rain. They at least play, they, they explained that in Blade Runner at least. Oh yeah, but it's not acid rain in this. It's just rain. Oh, okay. Everybody, it's just always raining for some reason. Sure. Every every hacker wears a trench coat. Of course. Um, also, for some reason, all the hackers that you have, their clothes are all lined with like the Tron lining. So they have like pipe lighting all over their clothes that you can yeah, customize. Because they're, they're hackers. Yeah, but surely that would make them really obvious in a crowd. Be like, oh, it's the bad guys. Look at their giant pink <laughs> neon jackets. Bang, dead. Okay, That's... point taken. Yes. Yeah. Sure. But anyway, um, so you manage a group of about four people, each with their own like, individual skill sets. You have like a, an actual hacker who's good at hacking, a mm. uh, mechanical person who can take out devices, and a soldier, and all that sort of things. Um, it's It's really cool as a game mm-hmm. but it's fucking rock solid it's oh, yeah. really hard to play so, so syndicate then yeah but it's but it's yeah basically but it's syndicate brought forward where enough to where the developers realized that they should put in at least a bit of tutorializing oh, right. so they teach you like how to hack things what hacking things actually does here's how to do like stealth kills so you don't get noticed and all that sort of stuff but they don't tell you enough to where you feel like you're prepared to actually play the game. Sure. Like, at the end of the tutorial, I was like, I don't understand what I need to do now. And then when I did understand what I needed to do, I didn't feel like I was competent enough to be able to do it. Right. So it's... I really think you need to sit down with it for, like, hours and hours and hours to actually get it. I get the feeling, um, I get the feeling we're going to have a very, very similar conversation next time when we talk about Anno. <laughs> oh, right, you can play more Because I... Yeah, yeah. I... I, I I barely started at Anno. I was like, that was the thing I was going to try and get my teeth into. And it's like, 
I had to come and ask you, like, oh, is yeah. there a tutorial? Because Anna's Anna's super impregnable. Yeah, it's. I, I was convinced that the, the the campaign for that was a tutorial, but anyway, it, it, so no, that, it is. That's the thing. It is, but it didn't feel like it. They kind of go like the first mission you get is like, oh, your infiltrator guy who's like your far away shotsman has been kidnapped. Go save him. And you go, oh, uh, all right. And you get there and you find the place where he is and you try and walk through the front door and you get gunned down by such police officers. Sure. And you're like, oh, OK, so I've got to do something else. So you, it takes you walking all over the map to try and figure stuff out. It's bizarre. Uh, and it's got a really cool like metagame thing where you've got researchers that you can like hire off the street because one of your guys is a he's he's good at talking and like dealing with social situations mm-hmm. and he's got an innate ability to scan the world and like scan people for information and figure out who they are so you can scan people and determine oh this person's a really good scientist or whatever and you can then go and buy them off from the company to come and work for you instead. Sure. So you then can do research into like weapons and armor and all that sort of stuff. So they, have, they haven't gone far enough to include a Persuadatron, but they have. No, but you just go give them money, and they okay. say okay, you just and buy then them they come It's literally, sure. it's literally bribe hundred dollars, and they go oh, all nice. right, okay, for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got a lot of really cool ideas. It's just really hard to get like sink your teeth into. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've tried it for like two and a half hours now. I've tried to play that game and just being like, uh, I can't. It's really hard to get into. But you're still going at it. Like, it's still... I try, I, I'm going to keep trying because there's something there that I think I can get I like, but... Right. I need to keep sure. with it. Cool. Um, played Hacknet. The main one that I got, uh, a game called Rebel Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Rebel Galaxy has never made me angrier about a game that I didn't play in 2015. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I think Rebel Galaxy's fucking incredible. <laughs> okay. Um, so Rebel Galaxy is a open-world space simulator in the ilk of Freelancer, one of our favourite games of all time. Yes, video and, on the site. Yeah, video on the site of me playing Freelancer and why it's great. It's very much like that. Uh, so you, there's a very loose story of you trying to find your aunt or your mother or something like that. I can't even remember, it's that loose. Okay. And you get given a ship and a giant bit of space and get told, okay, go. And you can go to basically whatever you want. You can go trade, you can go be a pirate, you can bounty hunt. Um, But the interesting things about it are... There's a lot of really interesting things about this game. First off, it's got a really unique style. A lot of the the ships and aliens and robot and stuff designs are not cliched. They're all quite unique. There's like big fat like fish looking people and like really skinny people who wear goggles and all the ships... You know, this is your thing, because I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. You always hate spaceships that are designed like planes because you don't... There's no aerodynamics in space. Yeah, why do they have... Why, do they, why, why are they symmetrical? So there are ships in this game that are proper, just big and chunky. Nice. And, like, like big square bits sticking off them. Yep. and that's what you look really, really rad. Uh, and so, like, the ship I've got right now is called the Icarus. And it's... It looks like a pistol. <laughs> okay. It looks it looks like a handgun, uh, and it's awesome. I love that ship. It looks so cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you can do that. And they're like the so the other interesting thing is every ship combat in that game works like boat combat. Yeah, so it's it, all it's about. Kind of looks like from the, the footage I saw. It kind of looks like Black Flag kind of combat. Exactly like Black Flag. Right. It's all about broadsides. Yep. So it's just you like going alongside ships and firing your guns in waves 
and then when they get too far in front of you, you've got little turret guns that can do uh, like faster attacks, but your big damage comes from your broadside. And it's the my favorite thing about it is that you can flick uh, major control between your guns, so you can go from your turrets to your broadsides. Mm. And you start off by going. So I've got your each of the turrets and broadsides can have different like ranges and damages. So you can be like a a shotgun ship that gets really close, or like a sniper ship from far away. Yep. My turrets fire from a really long range, so I always start off with the turrets. Mm. And then when you get close and you flick the broadside, your little AI computer thing in the ship, when you flick over, goes broadsides, and you go <laughs> fuck yeah, broadsides. Because <laughs> I've got like my broadsides are like shotguns, effectively. So with that, with that computer shouts the word broadsides i'm like yeah this shit's going down like that that guy's dead now it's great um so that's really fun there's actually a lot of like variance in like builds and how you work your ship and all that sort of stuff uh the really cool thing that i've been most impressed with is the music so when i say this game's got a style the there's not only the design of this it's the it's the kind of environment and mood that they put you in because it's very, very Firefly. Like, it's very yeah, Space that's, Cowboy. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. It's yeah. very, very Firefly. Because because it's it's all just, like, junk ships and all that sort of stuff, but the music's all banjos and slide guitars. Slide guitars, and yep. Over, overdriven electric guitars and people wailing and stuff like that. And that's awesome. It makes you feel so good when you're doing stuff. But what they do is they, they the triggers for music in that game are really good. So if you're like on your own if you've just come out of a station and you've got to go somewhere you go warp engines mm-hmm. and if you go warp engines as the warp engines are revving up the the music kicks in really really goes from the quiet and starts tuning up in volume but it's okay. really it's like mellow like just really quiet like slay guitars and banjos it's really soft and quite muted because all you're doing is traveling so it's good traveling music yeah but then when you get in combat like i've done things where that music happens and then I get stopped mid warp by enemies. Oh yeah, you can get pulled out of like yeah, hyperspaces. Yeah, yeah, you get pulled out of warp by enemies. And I got pulled out once, and the guy comes over the comm and is just like, "Oh, you're toast now." And the second the comm stopped, there was this drum beat that was just like, and then big guitars hit him, and I was like, "Fuck, this game's amazing! It's really good at like getting the exact music triggers at the exact right moments." To, to really like amp up the situation these people it's a game made by two people and they have a real hurts. understanding of like place and timing and understanding what each thing is it's amazing yeah, to set that through. sounds like something I'd be it's into it's so much fun the, the, but the impressive thing is it can you can dictate music paths externally from the game mm-hmm. so you can like say if uh, when I go into warp play this song it doesn't have to be songs from the soundtrack it'd be songs you import in yeah it's but you can yeah. yeah, it's got its own important system, but if you listen to the entire soundtrack of the game, you can find that that just right warp music. Right. Then you're like, okay, I like that warp music, so I want that to be my warp music. And then when I get pulled out into combat, I want the big drums, heavy guitar music that goes here. But then if I start taking enough damage to where I'm about to die, I want the music to change in this way. And all that. So you can like set and fine tune musical cues. Sure. It's fascinating. That it's really awesome. cool. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, everybody needs to go play Rebel Galaxy because I might have to go do that at some point. Like, it's really, really good. It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to keep playing it because it's amazing and it's so... I, I, I'm staggered what like, these two people have done. It's yeah, just brilliant. Mine needs to take a look at that. That sounds yeah. pretty great. 
I kind of want to record a video of it. Yeah, I was going to so, say that would be a good idea, I think, since you did Freelancer. Parallel my Freelancer video, <laughs> yeah. Um, so is there anything else, or is that... Uh, I'm, I am playing another game, but I'm not going to talk about it because it's for a super secret uh, article that I'm going to write okay. uh, that will come out in, like, maybe two months. <laughs> okay. It's, it's going it's to take a while to, like gather all the information to get the article and then write the article so weirdly enough i'm in the middle of something very similar so okay yeah so. it'll be interesting okay um so yeah so we're gonna go into break do you want to i believe you have yeah. a song to take us into break i do um as much as i talk about the rebel galaxy soundtrack i probably <laughs> should that but i'm not going to sure uh so one of the favorite games that we had at our gaming society in uni one of my favorite things to ever do ever um <laughs> was go to lands and play a game called Rocket League, which we've talked about in the show, I think. Yep. No, Rocket League, sorry. I was going to okay. say, we just literally just talked League. about Rocket League. Lethal League is what Lethal I'm thinking Lethal League, of. yes. Lethal League. Uh, really cool four-player, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like Smash Brothers, but it's a sports game where you hit a baseball. It's bizarre, and it's yeah. It's metal. It's a fantastic game, you should all go play it. Yep. But uh, music in that game is really, really good, so I'm going to pick a song from that, and it's cool. going to be the song Scream uh, by the artist called Big Mick. Um, so check out the post for where you can get that um, we'll put links there and we'll be back right after this That was Scream by Big Nick. Uh, Sonata's stage in Lethal League, I believe. Very good song. Sonata's a great name for a... Which one's Sonata? Sonata's the girl with the blue hair and the big mallet. Ah, yes. Okay. With the speaker on it. It's really right. good. That game's got unique design for characters. Yeah, that game looks great. I really yeah, like how that game looks. Yeah, play more of that. Uh, like, it, it gets so quick that you can't follow it. Yeah. We had a thing in that where uh, everybody who got good at it would all play together. There's one guy who played, uh, you know the 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 big yellow-headed dude. Yes, the smiley face like dude. A, yeah, yeah, like it was from the twenties. And his special move was like his the ball would then pass through walls and floors, right. and would appear at random times. And we all got like really really good at it. So the ball would be going really really fast, and he would just sit and store a special move until it went really quickly and jump up there, catch it in special move, and everybody was like, "Ah, oh, we're all dead because <laughs> it just goes everywhere all at once." The thing that game does really it's, well is. Um, messes with uh, anticipation like the fact that you can hold that special for as long as you can and just like people just get so antsy just before they release it yeah it's, it's fantastic to watch um, yes so uh, some stuff since we've been away for like a month there's been a couple of things which is unusual for Christmas time but there's been a couple of interesting stories yeah, there's been some stuff um, the Crytek have announced their first VR game called The Climb it's coming to Oculus Rift. Um, it's a 
rock climbing game. Oh, okay, sure. Um, that makes sense. Yep. So, yes, uh, a lot of people were saying, like, hey, this thing, surprisingly, I don't like heights, but this thing didn't make me immediately throw up. Oh, weird. Um, okay. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. Um, it's I think it's going to be playable without VR, but it's designed for VR. Um, mm. And it looks fucking gorgeous. It's probably the best looking VR oh, game I've seen in a while. It's Crytek, so yeah. I mean, yes, they do that quite well. They're good at making things look good. Yep. Or Crytek. Um, Riot Games is now owned entirely by Tencent. Yeah, the Chinese company or yeah, something. Yeah, Chinese only company, Tencent Holdings. Um, they were like quite a major stockholder, but now they are... They were the majority investor, there you go, but they, they bought the yeah. rest of Riot Games, so they now mm-hmm. own Riot Games completely. Um, I'm, just, I'm assuming League is the big one in China as opposed to Dota. Oh, yeah. yeah. League's... Well, they're both pretty big in China, actually, but they're they're equally huge. It's not... Does the, does, does the Asian markets not have their own like insane MOBA? Or are they really oh, just League players? I, I think a lot of them are just League players. Fair enough. Considering that Asia is like the best territory for League players. Ah, true. It's... Yeah, okay. Um, Uncharted 4 um, got bumped to April. So it's now in April of this 20th, year. Of this year. 20, yeah. So April 26, 2016. was supposed to be March, but it's now April. So they added okay. our month um, The best selling Steam games of 2015 list uh, got released oh, sure. by. Uh, by um, I don't know who this is. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody. It appeared, but it is, it is valid. Um, some really interesting ones. There's, there's a split. There's top games by revenue and top games by sales. So obviously revenue being... Um, what's the difference between revenue and sales? I was going to say, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I think it's... Oh, sorry. So sales is this number of units. Revenue is oh, actual okay. money. Sorry, I was money misreading this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the top kind of looks the same... Um, estimated revenue so GTA 5 Fallout 4 Metal Gear 5 Counter-Strike mm. Global Offensive Witcher 3 the top 5 sure, revenue but by sales it kind of gets slightly more interesting where again you've got GTA 5 and Fallout 4 but then it's Ark Survival Evol- Evolves which is four, okay. 14 million in revenue Christ okay uh, Rocket League 30 million cool uh, H1Z1 is number 5 yeah a lot of people bought into that because it like got it got kind of big on Twitch, so people bought into it. Yeah, and um, that's thirty-three million. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, that's by sales. That makes more sense. Yes, that's yeah, that's sales. more number than it yeah. is. Yeah. So Arc was uh, two point nine million units. Oh yeah, Rocket League's two point two. Each one's two point one. YouTube made that thing explode. So yeah. yeah, and City Skylines is six actually. Sweet, uh, good for point, those guys. One point nine million units, which I thought was quite good. Uh, nothing else huge on there. The Escapists did really well. That's seventeen. Oh yeah, that's a cool little game. Um, like Dangerous, 675,000. Undertale's on there. Cool. Um, yeah, and then the revenue stuff, All the, it's all bigger games, really. Like Mad Max, 22 million. Um, huh. okay. Armor 3, 16 million. So yeah, interesting interesting little list. I like seeing that Stats. whenever that comes out. Uh, Recore, uh, KJ Finney's new game. It's KG, coming to PC. It's coming to PC, which is KG. awesome, because I might actually play it now. Or will actually yeah. be able to play it now. Um, it is a 2016 game apparently but um, there's no date or anything on that yet so hopefully we'll yeah. we technically still don't know what that game is no, we just know there's we, like a robot dog and we know nothing and, else except that E3 trailer which was pretty great yeah. but yeah knows? it was a good trailer looks interesting um, so uh, there was a bunch of Counter-Strike pro players who they um, who were alleged to be match fixing about a year ago uh, oh, yeah. They yeah. were suspended. 
um, from playing the game. Um, Valve have decided the, the the suspension has become a permanent lifetime ban for match fixing, so they can no longer yeah. they can no longer take uh, play that game at all. Um, so yeah, they're banned players for good. Uh, they alleged that the match fixing in August 2014, this is from the Polygon story, uh, where multiple unusual bets had been placed by a pro Counter Strike player with connections to both teams involved. So yeah, it's kind of textbook match fixing. Mm. Yeah, that is, that is match fixing to a letter, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scalebound got delayed till 2017, which is the first game I've seen in 2017, which is a scary number. That's the Dragons thing? That's the Dragon and Headphones the game. The guy with the headphones, yeah. yeah. It's, I love how many people are just talking about, oh, the, the Dragon game with the headphones. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, Dragon headphone guy. With the yeah. fake Beats headphones. Um, yes, yeah, so the, that was, to- the totally not Beats, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they showed some of that at Gamescom um, last year now, uh, 2015, so... Yeah, I see what Kamiya sure. does with that game. Uh, Platinum game, so... Should knows. be good. Um, I just thought this was hilarious. Um, the title, the headline of the Polygon article, Piracy Group nearly gives up on cracking Just Cause 3 warns of bleak future. Which I think is huh. great. Okay. <laughs> it's a great title. Um, it's the from the Polygon article, a major piracy group just a bit through in the towel trying to crack Just Cause 3 and PC and bemoans a future coming very soon where, quote, there will be no free games to play in the world. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there's a, a forum for Chinese pirates, 3DM. Um, sure. Uh, I've said, like, the anti-tamper A forum technology. for pirates. Yeah. <laughs> a Chinese pirates as well, so... Um, so apparently the anti-tamper technology that's in Just Cause 3 and there's another game as well, FIFA 16 both had the same one and they have yet to be cracked um, and FIFA came out like summer so which is an infinite uh, infinite amount of time in the in the cracking world um, so yeah uh, it's kind of impressive that that's actually managed Did you see the, the video of Just Cause 3 of the guy standing still in the middle of the road Oh, and the world just collapses around him? Yeah, yeah. like, the the game apparently literally just descends into chaos even if you do nothing. Yep. Like, cars just start swerving off the road and things blow up. And... So it's like, if you don't create enough chaos, the game goes, this isn't right, and just throws something at it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I, I totally believe that, 100%. Um, Unravel, that, the the game with the yarn. Yes, dudes. yarny. Yarny. Oh, that's what he's actually called, yeah. Yeah, it's called uh, Yarny. February 9th, that game comes out. Yeah, game looks Oh, awesome. great, another game in February. I know, I was looking at it as well going, fuck, it's XCOM week as well. That's Jesus. XCOM week. Ugh. Week before Firewatch. Yeah, god damn it. Um, and, Video games. <laughs> yeah, and the Steam winter sale grossed twice as much as the summer sale, which was surprising to me because they've, I think in your own words, they messed up the Steam sales. Yeah, where. I mean, that- they kind of ruined it in my eyes, but I guess it works for them. So yeah, I mean, so I also like the summer, the winter sale had Fallout Four and GTA Five on it. Which yeah, that'll helps. be why. Yeah, because it was but, the first um, time that GTA Five had a legitimate knockdown in price. Yeah. So, um, so like basically the, the way they changed it this year was that um, there are no like daily deals or like flash sales or anything like that. Like everything, a bunch of stuff is dis- discounted. They are the same price for the whole sale, and they just change what's featured on the front page. Yeah, that's about it. So, yeah, apparently did. Um, so, yeah, Fallout 4 took in uh, 13.9 million. GTA 5 made 10.9 million um, just in December. So, it's a lot of money. Mm. Um, Shinra Technologies has closed. 
Yeah, the... Oh, let me see if I can get this right. This, this was the cloud gaming thing from Square, right? Yeah. They called it Shinra for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can't remember which article linked this to it, but they, they linked to the actual PDF with the the notice of dissolution of subsidiaries and booking of an extraordinary loss, which is <laughs> legal terminology. Yo, for, that thing's fucking dead. Yeah. Um, so uh, reason for dissolution under Shinra. Te- it's weird to see that like an official legal forum which says Shinra <laughs> Technologies. Shinra. Yeah. Um, but yeah, STI, also it's called STI, which is a really bad abbreviation to have for your cloud platform. Um, STI is a cloud platform operator who's been trying to raise funds necessary for further business operations from third-party investors. However, STI has found no prospective investors at this point and has therefore had to discontinue the business. So sure. they, they're gone and they never really produced anything. And I just liked the fact that there was a thing called... I just liked they called it Shinra. Yeah. How do you get away with that? Yeah, it's- totally. I mean, they own the copyright, but also, like... No, I know they do, but, like, why? I'm disappointed they weren't making macro reactors. Like, that's what they should be doing, right? They should it's be like, doing, like, they, they come sustainable out with that They're fuels. like, oh, yeah, we actually discovered the lifeblood and yeah. the, the life force of the, the world. And... Hey, fuck your Teslas. Here's macro energy. You know, macro like, energy like, cars. Um, I thought this was hilarious. This is a Gamma Search article talking about... Um, headline, Game of War cloning case ends in public apology which I thought was really funny considering it's Game of War. But, um, yeah. So there was a company called, a uh, game studio called Ember, um, which made a game, a game called Empire Z, who were sued by... Um, oh, sorry, yeah, copyright lawsuit. Uh, they were sued by Machine Zone, who are the guys who make Game of War, Fire Edge, um, for stealing stuff. Or, uh, I don't know if it's actually assets. Yeah, it says elements of Game of War, Fire Edge in the original version of Empire Z. So they had to make make a public apology and remove those elements from current and any future versions of Empire Z, which is fair enough. But actually, I I went on and looked at the story. Um, There's a quote from the the judge um, who was... Oh, no, sorry. This was um, the chief of Ember. Sorry. Ryan Geithman? Geithman. Whatever. Um, He came out with a quote. It says, Empire Z is not a copy of Machine Zone's game and you don't need to be a lawyer to see that. It is very surprising to us that Machine Zone would make these allegations. Oh, because they countersued as well. Sure. Saying that, you know, uh, but they, they said it's very surprising that Machine Zone would make these allegations, particularly since, as many have recognized, their game is so blatantly derivative and borrowed its elements <laughs> from so many games that preceded it. Yeah. So it's yep. like, you're really going to try and get us over this. You're going to say that we stole it stole your game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is. They're playing the Zynga game. And yeah, who knows? Um. So basically, Machine Zone alerts that Empire Z is a reskin of Game of War set in a modern setting with zombies added. The rips off everything from UI design to gameplay mechanics and player progression systems. It's like every one of those free, free to play yeah, games. Exactly, like, so. It's only a matter of time before they all start suing each other over this stuff. It's kind it's, of. It's like it's stealing ideas in the same way that you're just cribbing on an idea. That's not. Yeah. Uh. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so. I can't remember exactly when this article came out, but I think they have at least said something by now. Um, so the Valve Christmas Day Steam explosion. Yes, that thing. Holy shit. Yeah. So we that got... That was a terrifying thing. Yeah, because we got affected by it as well. Where basically um, on New Year's Day, um, it'll be different. Obviously, different time zones would get it at different time. Yeah. For us, it was Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas Day mid, uh, evening. Yeah. Um, I went onto Steam... Um, to look at the sale, went into my account, 
information on my phone and got someone else's account information, yeah. including their address, their email address, their phone number, and all of this kind of shit. Last four digits, though. Um, and then you tried it and got the same yeah. thing, or a different person, but not your thing. And then you go on the web and just everyone is freaking out about their accounts being stolen and all this kind of stuff. Caching um, errors. So this, was, this article went up four days after... Because um, it only lasted like four hours, I think, or less than that, probably. That was, was less than that, yeah. Um, but four days after it, they have not, they hadn't said anything at all. Like Steam yeah. had not said a word apart from mm-hmm. a representative on Reddit had said, we are looking into it. And that's about the extent of their their um, their reply. Like they made no yeah. claim as to like, here's what you should do. Yeah. We're working on it. Here's what you should do. Here's what you shouldn't do. All this kind of stuff. Like it was yeah. left to Reddit groups to work out what's going on. And SteamDB, actually, who are a third-party um, group that kind of scan the Steam database for interesting filings and let you do a bunch of really weird stuff with your Steam login of being like, what's the total value of all the games you have and all this kind of stuff? That's, yeah. That's those guys. And um, they put the pieces together before Steam came out, like, six days later, I think, or Valve came out and said, like, ah, here's what happened. It's fine. Um... But yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff, even though the stuff they didn't expose, so you couldn't actually get access to anyone's account, basically they were showing cached versions of other people's account pages, um, yeah. which their configuration got messed up when they tried to save themselves from a DDoS attack, so they, they flipped their oh, settings. Oh, that what happened? Okay. Yeah, they, they did finally say like, hey, we got attacked with a denial of service, so we made some changes to our caching, and then everything exploded, so sure. that was going on. Um, but yeah, again, for the Kataka article... Um, you couldn't actually get into anyone's accounts, but um, Steam did expose enough personal information to fuel all sorts of social engineering. For nearly an hour, anyone with the Steam account see random users' email addresses, phone numbers, and buying histories, as well as last four digits of their credit card numbers, which is more than enough to steal someone's Netflix account, which is a fair point. Sure. Like, the recovery process for that would be enough, probably, to get in. Um, but yeah, they basically came out and said the issue has now been resolved and said nothing else, so... But I think since then they actually did come out and say here's what went wrong, but it was far, far too late. They needed to be better with damage control on that thing. Oh yeah, yeah. they needed to be way faster. Like, it took than they them were. like an hour and a half to switch the whole thing off, which is insane. Like there should be a big holy shit button on their side. Yeah, which, big, big, big red button. It's yeah. just like no. Preferably then, one of those ones with like the flip top on it that you have to turn a key and then turn smash two the keys button. and yeah. yeah. One Gabe Newell got, has to put his favorite knife into a yeah. hole. One's a, <laughs> one's, a, one's a key and one's a knife. And he yeah. puts one in each and then turns them. And yeah, it's fine. Um, so Hideo Kojima has appeared in real life yeah. again. He's alive. And he's sitting next to Mr. Andrew House himself in a, <laughs> in, a, House. in a fantastic video, which we learned that Andrew House speaks fluent Japanese. It's somehow, yeah. Which was incredible. Because it's, it's his house and he welcomes all kinds in his house. And I mean, to be fair, he is the president and global CEO of Sony Computer so Entertainment. Yeah. Like... Yeah, uh, you've got to be so. welcoming when you're in his house yeah, so he needs totally. to know all the languages so they put a video entitled announcing a new partnership with one of the most celebrated game developers as the, <laughs> the title of the YouTube video and it's Andrew House talking in Japanese for a while and then it pans out and oh god it's Hideo Kojima and, um, it would have been way better if it panned out and it was Yoki Mongren that yeah, like hilarious. This would have been. This is the final reveal. This is his final card, and it was all a dream. And then Hideo Kojima. It, it was actually the longest card ever, where Hideo yeah. Kojima was actually the fake person, and it was yes. always Yoki Mongren. Metal Gear Five is actually PT. You just turn yeah. the, you turn the disc over, and it's a different game. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yes, so Kojima Productions, which is Kojima's new studio, is now yeah. in a partnership with Sony. They're not owned by Sony, but they are in an exclusive partnership with Sony to work on whatever their next game is. Um, their first title will be a new franchise and a PlayStation 4 console exclusive, which suggests it's coming to PC too. PC as well. So, um, There's no other information. The fact, that we, the fact that we now know PR jargon is ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. Like, console yeah. exclusives, timed exclusives. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. Um, and we are mere weeks into 2016 and the VR wars have started already. Um, oh yeah, by Oculus coming out at a ridiculous price point. Yeah, so Oculus dropped the bomb last week, tail end of last week. Yeah. Saying, um, Wednesday or last week, wasn't it? So the Monday they announced pre-orders were opening on the Wednesday. Yeah. Um, they opened up pre-orders and then on the Wednesday they announced that the retail version of the Oculus Rift is going to go on sale for $599. What? Which is the headset, the weird webcam thing, the remote the controller, and, and two an games. Xbox One controller, and yeah, two games. Two Lucky's games. not Lucky Strike. That's a Lucky's Quest. Lucky's Quest. Lucky Strike's a cigarette, isn't it? Lucky Storm. I don't know. Lucky something. Lucky's Tales. Um, Lucky's, Lucky's Tales. Tales. That's the one. That's yes. the one. And Valkyrie. And E Valkyrie. Um, yeah. Yes, and that's not including shipping. No um, shipping so, is an extra. Shipping. Not including not including shipping and the extra six hundred pound that you need to upgrade your computer to run yeah, the thing. Like watching them kind of dodge and duck around the original price estimates they'd made was yeah. weird. Um but they said like they originally said uh, like six months ago or it was like the combined cost of the headset and the PC needed to run it will be about fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Which is probably right but you didn't expect accurate, yeah. 600 of that to be because like the machine the, itself yeah considering the base specs that they want to be like vr ready which is a sticker they're putting on things now yes. um that's less than a thousand dollar machine or nine hundred dollar machine like that's not a cheap machine they want you to build um, no, it's so, uh, yeah. it's a power it's a powerhouse that yeah. they need. Um, and six hundred dollars. And actually, we were we were having a conversation with us in work um, when the price got announced, and I was like, "Well, that's me not buying one." Like, simple as yeah. that. Um, people were saying, and somebody said, somebody raised the point of, "Well, like, how much do people pay for TVs? Um, this is just a display." And you're like, well, ah, sure, okay. A thousand pound TV can plug into like everything that already exists, and isn't exactly yeah. going to change in the next five you years. Can't, you can't plug a Rift into any computer. Yes, yeah. you need to be. You need to spend money on the hardware as well. But anyway, so yes, they are shipping in March. March twenty eighth is when they plan to ship. Yeah, uh, and they plan to bring the headset to limited locations at select retailers in April. Apparently, because we're going to because Oculus as a company wanted collectively give everybody pink eye. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, here you go. Here's they just your. Just want to spread the virus. This is how the division starts. It, it's why the awkward. first game should have been like a first-person disease simulator. Just like <laughs> you put you put on the headset and you immediately get pink eye, and then the VR just kind of makes the effects even more pronounced, and then you fall over dead. And it says you're infected, and then yeah, the game's over. Exactly. Um, yes, Lucky's Tale it is Lucky's Tale. Lucky's Tale. Um, also, I, I liked um, the part of this, which was. Um, they were, t- they were talking about um, what comes in the box, and it's yeah, it's the Oculus Remote, the, the 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 controller, the webcam, the helmet itself, and the quote dope carrying case. That's the official the ter- that case. was the official terminology they used. A dope carrying case. Sure. Um, maybe it's actually just an attaché case filled with dope. Maybe that's maybe maybe that's why, what it maybe is. that's why it's six hundred quid. Maybe. 
Um, so it's 150 quid and then uh, 450 quid worth of dope. Yeah. So there's like you can get a Rift compatibility tool which you can download for your PC and run it to see if you're going to be VR ready. Which you'll, God, I, I can't it's wait. Just this, it's just a JPEG that says fuck no on it. And that's yeah, exactly. It. It's just like it just says compatibility. Up. It just points and laughs at you when you run yeah. it. It's a Palmer um, Lucky. It's a, it's a 24 hour video Palmer Lucky pointing at a camera and laughing. Yeah. It's just that time cover. He just floats yeah. in, plays Enya. Um, to make you feel better. So yeah, the minimum system requirements. Um, NVIDIA GTX 970 or AMD 290 or greater. Mm-hmm. Core i5 for 590, which is the newer Core i5s, the I think. Um, 8 gig plus of RAM, HDMI 1.3, three USB ports and one USB 2 port. <coughs> I don't know Wait, why. Is that, is, that, is that three USB 3 ports? And Yes, it's, it, this says three USB 3 ports and one USB 2 port. Right. So is this thing going to use four USB ports? I guess, yeah. I don't know. I don't even have three, three yeah, USB I, I've ports. Yeah, I've got two. I think. I've got two, yeah. Anyway. Um, I technically have four, I just can't use the front ones. Yeah, and Windows 7 is the other thing. The other sure. um, and also, this is not coming with the Oculus Touch controllers, which are going to be a no. separate purchase in the second half of the year. The actual so, interesting thing. Yeah, like the stuff you actually wanted. So yeah, I would have to spend about 15 grand. Just, and I have a PC to be able to get the experience yeah. I wanted. Um, yes, and uh, just today, actually, um, HTC announced that the Vive will begin pre-orders on February 29th as well. Um, that no, say a price point, no? No, still unknown, but they said uh, they're planning to ship in April and um, they will announce closer to the time when, sure. when the, the price are going to be... Came from the Telegraph, weird enough. Weirdly enough. Sure. Um, and there's, again, there's no word on whether um, the controllers are going to be part of that as well, but who knows. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I have, unless you have anything else. Uh, I can't I think, think that of was no. everything. Yeah, that was everything. Yeah. Um, cool. So yes, we'll be back in two weeks, I think. Well, hmm, we need to work this out. I, I've tentatively, <laughs> put it, tentatively put in the Game of the Year podcast to start in two weeks. And sure, we'll have more things together then. So there'll probably be two that week, um, two parts for that. Uh, the write-up will be the following week, and then the videos will appear At when they appear. Um, yeah. I've got everything else sorted, so I can basically start working, and then once we start getting the footage together, and once, yeah. I, write my, once I write my top five lift, which I still haven't done yeah. yet. Um, but yes, so what are you going to be playing over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Rebel Galaxy. More Rebel Galaxy, uh, more of Secret Game, what I'll talk oh, yeah. about. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we can need to play a lot of that. Uh, no, I think that's about it. Yeah. Think, oh yeah, Dragon's Dogma comes out on Friday. Oh yes, so I want to know what that is because I have not seen that game. Uh, I, I'm excited to play that game at <laughs> a frame rate that means I can actually play it. Yeah. Um, that comes out Friday, so I'll be able to talk about that at some point. Cool. And then it's February for other video games. Yeah. So. Uh, Witness is January, but that's that's not for PC, I don't think. Yeah, I can't play that. Yeah. Next game I'll be able to play is XCOM probably. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, it's I'm gonna keep. Going. I want to finish Hacknet. Um, yeah. I want to finish Magic Circle, and I want to get into Anno twenty seventy. Is that the old 20, one? Twenty seventy is the old one. Yes. Twenty twenty two oh five is the new one. Just fucking random numbers. They just pick out their arse. Yeah, um, apparently yeah, that game looks fascinating, and I haven't played a game like that in a while. So mm. be interesting to get back into that. Um, but yes, uh, that's me. Uh, it's like I said, yes, Game of the Year stuff's coming soon. Um, you're working an article. I have a big article planned as well. 
I have a couple of other things under uh, that I'm tentatively working on, but we'll see how they go. Yeah, sure. I after a conversation in work today, I have my next uh, old ass PC game sorted. Oh, go! Which was a game that I had forgotten even existed, and then went, "Oh shit, yeah, yeah right." So I'm getting a boxed PC copy of it from a dude who's cleaning out a cupboard oh, in work. Christ. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. But do you remember PC game it. boxes? Do you remember PC We game still have boxes? the Final Fantasy VII one. I do. It's probably yeah. placed on my shelf. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so back in two weeks, keep an eye on the site, gameengine.com for the Game of the Year stuff and everything else coming up. Um, all the podcasts, videos, and articles will be up there. Yep. Um, YouTube.com slash Game Engine Start for any videos that go up. Um, like we said, we've got a couple plans, so keep an eye on there. Subscribe if you want to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Game Engine Start, you'll find us on there. Podcast.gameengine.start.com is the email address. And that's it. Happy New Year, everyone. And we'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye-bye.